This episode of Finding Demo Surf Fishing is being brought to you by The Sinker Guy. Head on over to thesinkerguy.com and take a look at the stuff that Chip's got going on in the Sinker Guy garage. Sputniks, he's got you covered. Two ounces all the way up to five. With a possibility of special orders if needed, reach out to him and ask. Rigs, got the Bruno rig. We don't talk about Bruno. Not to mention the ever-present and multiple-use rig known as the mortician rig lots of good stuff in there need some terminal tackle or maybe you need some other fishing supplies he's got them take a look at the sinker guy's garage you can't miss out thesinkerguy.com get your order in today Ah, yes. New week, new episode coming to your ears. Hope you're doing well wherever you are. Things are going well for you. I know it's winter. Well, while we're airing, this is winter, but hopefully you're still getting out there, getting some fishing in, crushing it, having some fun out there. I mean, I am having a blast with it considering it's not a million degrees out. My slightly extra fluffy self does not do well in summer. That's just not my jam. So this week, though, we're talking about, um, oh, I don't know, one of the most important items that you're going to need when you go to the beach to fish. Um, something called bait. Oh, yes. New and improved and all sorts of cool stuff. We're going to be talking with the Salty Goat Custom Baits. And I am just, I don't know what the good words are. We're going to talk about it. I, I can't because if I do this, I'm going to ruin a bunch of stuff that I already know about it. <laughs> I don't want to screw it up. So we're going to be talking with Nick and Ashley. Nick's the goat. Ashley's the CEO. So you'll be able to tell who they are easily through this whole conversation here. It shouldn't be too bad. So without further ado and me flapping my jibs of the whole show like I always do, welcome to the show, you two. Hi. Aren't you guys <laughs> having fun? This is a, I'll be, you know, actually, this is the very first interview that I've done on FaceTime. Ah, I like it. It's very <laughs> uh, ever. So <laughs> yeah, it's a first for everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> the buddy of mine does. Uh, the guys that do the uh, the podcast for uh, aviation. We we talked when we all sat down to lunch. I used to be in aviation. The cancel for maintenance guys. They do their stuff through video, and I'm like, oh well. How do you you know? Do you do something else? Like, oh yeah, we do Discord, so people can watch us and you know do all this behind the scenes stuff. I'm like. I cannot imagine right now having 20 people watching us have this conversation just sitting here like, oh, what are you guys doing? The complete judgment the entire time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we, we already know how I am with social media. So Discord is just another thing to tackle and figure out, I guess. It's going to have to happen. <sighs> I'm trying to understand all these ones with Discord and well, what's the other one? Patreon and uh, it's, oh, my gosh. We gotta get with the future, man. We're we're becoming old men pretty uh, soon. Becoming those dang kids, and they're Justin Bieber. <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> you said you said that, and I instantly thought of basketball. Where he's like, "You damn kids, and your Dan Fokelberg." Uh, <laughs> God, I haven't seen that movie in years. I'm gonna have you know, that's getting tagged. You know what? <laughs> I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna have to happen to you soon. Is that a classic now? It's a oh, classic man. movie night. It's oh it's, man. Yeah. Ooh. At this point, so it's got to be a classic. <laughs> that's a perfect one to add in for the old drunken good fun <laughs> night. I love it. Oh man. All right. So Nick and Ashley, you guys, uh, you came from the West Coast. Well, Nick, you're from the West Coast. 
Ashley, right. when we talked, you're you're from here, aren't you? You're from Florida. No, I'm also from the West Coast. Oh crap! I totally screwed that up. Story I'm of my life. Born in Minnesota, but we don't really we don't really talk about that. Yeah, we, yeah. we're we've disowned Minnesota. We're, yeah, we're Oregonians now. Every so. every now and again, you hear a, a hard O come out of her, but you know, <laughs> hopefully not. We're we're from Oregon. Oregon. Oh, I, Oh, if I'm not what Oregon's the home of Rogue Brewery. Uh, Let's see here, Uh, Oregon Trail, uh, well, got Clapstop. Let's see here, the Goonies. There's so many things you could talk about there. Bigfoot. Oh, Sasquatch. That's right. Oh yeah, you're not a real Oregonian if you haven't gone squatching, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. I never did that while we traveled through there. I didn't even think about it. Now I feel bad. Now I have to go back. Yeah. You just got to, yeah, just, even if you just step out of your car and give a good, out in the woods, you know, you can cut that. Probably, I don't know, that was terrible, but. Like, <laughs> oh, no, that's staying. <laughs> you should have known that was going to make it in. Oh, that just made it perfect, like. I might have to make the title as like you know squat squatch yelling or something with for you know with a salty goat. There you go. Actually, there you, that could be your that the the goat. There you go. Now that's your scream. You don't make the goat sound. You make that weird the the sasquatch yell. Just God, that's such a horrible marketing idea. Don't don't do that, please. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. All right, so we've got the salty goat. Custom baits. You can find them on Facebook right now. Uh, the Salty Goat 88. Uh, lots of cool stuff to talk about with this. You came up with some cool ideas. You showed it to me. I have some. Um, I have fished it very lightly. I have not attacked it, but that's also due to my laziness of not getting out in the surf, also known as my RV job, picked up a lot more than it was supposed to for November, which I still don't understand. So I have it, and I'm going to be out there fishing it. But the times that I have pulled it out of the bag and taken a nice <sighs> deep whiff... <laughs> Doesn't it? Oh, oh, it smells. It's it's very sand fleaish and lovely. <laughs> it is. It <laughs> has a vent packed oh, in it, and it does. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm like you. I'll, I'll rip open a bag and just like, yeah, that's mine. I made that. Oh, all all of my scents are are very strong. And packed in there, so there is no confusion for the fish when they see it. Oh, that's 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 what I want, you know. That's blue crab right there, or you know, that's shrimp, or I mean, the like you said, the sand flea is is one of the strongest scents, and fish aren't going to be confused. <laughs> They're not confused about it. So definitely yeah. not. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you you can tell you're onto something when you open the pack of bait and you can smell it. That's when you, you know, you're in a good position right there. But before we get into the bait, I'm going to start early because we're going to go back in time here. So for both of you on these pieces, I know we talked a little bit about it at the old Dunkin donuts, which was, by the way, by the way, great, great place to have a meeting. I love Dunkin. I mean, we, we had it so good. Right. Tell us your story and what got you into fishing. I was raised back in the day in the uh, foothills of the Cascade mountains. Um, we lived in a, literally an 1800s farmhouse and I had the, the woods, the forest to my back and the Abiquaw river to my front. So I really had two choices, go explore and play in the woods or go down to the river with a rod in my hand and flip rocks and find bait. And, uh, 
that was my life growing up. You know, uh, we didn't really have anybody who lived near us. So outside of school, you know, I didn't really have too many other outlets. So, I mean, I, I've grown up the forest and the river being my best friend. And then I joined the military and I was very young. I was very young when I joined the military. I was 17 years old. Um, and once again, that was one of my only outlets was fishing. Um, and when I was stationed at Fort Riley, we had a river, the Freedom River that flowed right off base. And I would go down there almost every single day after I got off and we would, I would fish, I would fish until the sun went down and, you know, 90% of it was catfish, but I was more than happy just to be reeling something. And for me, it's more about the fight um, than it is the catch. I mean, I really enjoy the catch. Don't get me wrong, but nothing excites me more than feeling the, the rod jerking in your hand and, and feeling the struggle of a fish on the other end of the line. So, um, you know, the cat, catfish didn't bother me after the military. You know, I went back home, I went back to Oregon and it was, uh, just like anything, you know, um, I hopped right back into the woods and I became a rock climbing guide first. That was the first step. And then I became a backpacking guide and then I went on to, uh, do fishing guiding and then zipline guiding, ropes course guiding. Damn, dude. Yeah. So he was just outside all the time. Apparently. I <laughs> but and yeah and it's like my entire 20s the from my entire 20s were just spent in in the woods <laughs> basically Sounds when like i was it. i was i was out in the woods um and i'm i'm an outdoorsman to the core it's it's born and bred into me so you spent yeah. you i mean basically the outdoors has been your life and you honed it and mastered it and pushed on with it and had a lot of fun with it. And then you moved down here to yep. Florida. And how did you get here? It was big, uh, skip, hop, and a jump, um, in 2017. Yep. My lovely, yep, my lovely wife decided to join the Air Force. Um, and I fully supported that decision. Um, so first we went to Ohio for a little bit spent some time there and then we went to san antonio texas once again spent time there um and if anybody's in san antonio watching this i'm sorry but fishing there is just yeah it's not great uh, it's not wonderful there's some big okay. bass you know but it's not my favorite i need i need more so when we found out that we were getting stationed here in florida it was a dream come true i i know what comes with moving to florida and that's water everywhere fish everywhere fishing is life here and um yeah yeah we have adopted the beach life we have become we are one with the beach, beach bums mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not a bad thing down here that's for sure yeah love it and now don't get me wrong oregon has beaches and i've been fishing the oregon beaches my whole life you know going off the coast not the same as Florida. It's a little <laughs> different. A lot different. Um, I don't. I don't think I'm ever going to leave. I think this is the end zone <laughs> for us. Um, we we've discussed it a lot, and um, I think this is where we're going to stay. We don't have any plans to go anywhere else at this point. So, well, I mean, you got yep. a couple of Air Force bases here that you can hop back and forth for PCS. So there's never that. That's never a bad thing as long as you got the the mission spots there. 
Correct. Yeah. Well, and uh, she's likely going to be getting out after the next four years. We haven't made her. She, we haven't made the decision on exactly what's going to happen, but she'd like to go to work for NASA. So no matter what, we hope to stay in Florida. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. There is really good fishing down there at Canaveral. Yes, I there bet. Is. Yes, there I is. I've enjoyed it. The couple times I've been down there, the, the couple the couple times I've done fishing down there, I have uh I've caught quite happily right there off of the Air Force Base. Unfortunately, you cannot get on the old Canaveral Air Force Base if you are a retiree. You are only authorized on there if you are an active duty card holder for that base. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Uh, so let okay, me let, let me know. Yeah, I'll take you with me. I'm your, I'm your in. I'm your guy. Right? <laughs> I'll need it. You know what that means? That means they got the super secret stuff. Oh yeah, right. It means always... you gotta take. A... Oh, I don't know. That's just the guess. <laughs> I don't know anything right. about that. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, for all the good stuff there, man. I mean, one, Ashley, thank you for continuing on with the fun active duty life. It's always a, it's always a fun game to play. And Nick, thanks for your service in the army. Good times. Most days I'm sure just like me, good times on some other days. Oh, I hate everything about everyone. Yeah. It's a day to day thing. You know, it's (laughs) It's a side effect of having to be in the military. Correct. Learning to hate everyone. Yeah. 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 (laughs) No, we love, we love everyone. Uh, the, the, the Air Force has been great to us. Honestly, it has. It's been it's been really great to us. We love everybody, and we have nothing bad to say at all, except a few things. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> Me on the outside, like, no, I hate the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> only only reason I have to hate the Air Force is just because you know, being a jarhead, it's it's authorized for me to go. I hate everything about your hotels and how comfortable you are and how good you treat your people. Damn you. Oh. No, I was, I was army. And when she said, should I join the, the military? I said, yeah, air force. <laughs> yeah. Air force. Go air force. Right. And Hey, no regrets. Okay. I was not going to join the army or the Marines. No offense. What's wrong with the army? Zero offense taken. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so Ashley, do you do much fishing? I do. Yes, I absolutely do. Um, similar to Nick, I grew up fishing. My family loved to fish. Probably not as much. You know, we didn't go as often as as Nick did, but I grew up doing it. And then when we started dating and eventually got married, it was something that we did together. And you know, we're each other's favorite people. So if we're doing something together, we're happy. And sometimes it was fishing, and sometimes it was you know hanging out in the woods, or you know. So it's just kind of developed into this thing that we do together. We don't always get to go out together. I was a little upset that I had to work today and he got to go to the beach and fish all day. But, you know, he had a good time and that's all that matters. <laughs> I needed it too. I, I needed it. Uh, I haven't, I haven't, I had uh, about three hours um, where I went out fishing um, after my surgery, about three weeks after my surgery. And that was about all that I could take. So when I realized, hey, I can, I can be out here all day and feel pretty okay. I was I was jazzed up. I needed it. I needed to be out on the beach today. I needed that recharge. Yeah, I, I caught all sorts of fish out there. Uh, I I do a lot of catch and release just because I, I target certain species of fish. Everybody knows that I'm 
you know, you go after Pompano, we're going after Redfish, you know, and I caught a few whiting out there today. I caught a undersized Pompano, um, some ladyfish, uh, blues, and just nothing of great value, but man, it was fun. It was fun. Like I said, it doesn't matter what I'm catching necessarily. I know the ones that I want to keep, but if I'm catching and finding that fish, that's pure heaven for me. That's ecstasy. That's yeah, and I definitely, I love to catch fish too. I probably, I won't say that out of the two of us, I'm the one who likes just sitting there watching a pole all day. <laughs> Let's be honest, I get a little distracted. But uh, I'll ask, I absolutely love to go out there and just chill with him, you know, get the poles in the water. If we're catching, it's great. If we're not catching, we're, hey, we're at the beach yeah. and we're hanging out together. Love to take a day off work so we can go just the two of us, but we involve the whole family most of the time. Yeah. Everybody, everybody goes out. All of our kids are, are into fishing. They're completely involved with the business. I mean, they help me make the bait. They help me gather, um, the, the sand fleas, sand fleas and, and, and the other things that go into the baits. You know, we, we're all out there on the beach doing this together as a family. It's a, it's very much a family effort. Um, and we got three little ones and I have a bad back. So guess what guys? Uh, the, yeah. Free child labor. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I mean, but they're they part look... of, they're part of the staff. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, honestly, the, the whole dream behind this, the reason I'm doing this is because I want to have a legacy to one day, hopefully pass off to one or all of my kids. If they were interested, you know, give them the option to do that. Um, I never had anything like that growing up, and I only want the best for my kids. I want to be able to give them something and and be proud of something after I pass, you know? God forbid. Hopefully that's, you know, 100 years down the road. I'll be 135. It's fine. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, that's that's the idea, is is to provide something for my community, provide something for my family, and provide a sense of accomplishment for myself. Um, That's good stuff, man. I mean, you're setting it up for success right there, and you at least you have the goals. You you looked way further ahead than most people do when it comes to starting something. I appreciate hearing that. I really try to look at the successes and failures of other things, uh, other brands, um, and I try to find a middle ground in everything. And it's like my the bait that I have right now. Uh, I looked at a lot of the other brands that are out there and let's say that there's, you know, one brand is over here and one brand is over here. I solidly shot that middle gap right up the <laughs> middle and, and made it so that I'm not stepping on their toes. I have a very unique product, but it is a contender. It, it, it is a contender. So uh, I'm really proud of the product that I've made so far. Well, y'all are doing great stuff about it and i'm excited to talk to you more about it so i'll tell you what we'll ask you uh, one or two more questions and then we'll get right into the bait how's that sound that was great all right what is a bucket list fish you want to catch hands down marlin i've always wanted to catch a marlin um i don't know if i have the back for it anymore um but uh you know one day i would like to hang one. I li literally want to hang it over my mantle. Like I want to, I want to have that. I will pay the money to have it done. But, uh, my grandpa had one that he talked about 
and it was the the only big fishing trip that he ever went on and did and he went marlin fishing and he had that thing taxidermied and i grew up looking at that thing thinking i, I want i want that i want one of those <laughs> and well that's actually so our oldest daughter sophia she just turned 11 uh she really wants to catch one of those too actually so maybe you can you know you know in another couple years she can help you yeah, bet. I'll have her reel it in, and then at the last second, I'll take over and say, I got it! Yeah, you touch the leader. Just touch the leader first. <laughs> All right, Ashley, what about you? I don't I don't know if I have one. Um, you know, I'd love to go back home and catch some salmon. I, that's oh, something that I never yes. did oh, yeah. when we lived oh, yeah. there, because that was a little beyond what we normally did you know we were trout fishing lake fishing that kind of thing i mean i did i, I was he, he did yeah. i i never i at that time was not into it enough to to put the effort out but uh they're beautiful fish and they're tasty fish and i would love probably to catch one in my in my homeland um but yeah marlin would be cool too yeah i guess yeah. <laughs> so many fish one yeah. of these days. That's one of the things I loved about Oregon when we were out in the West. You know, we had well, the first place I really started understanding a little bit more about salmon was Northern California, a place, uh, old Klamath down there in the Southern yeah. line, right up. It's basically Oregon. I mean, yep. it might as well be. Oh, I said, uh, I know, I know Klamath. Yeah. We, I, I know Klamath well, good old five foot deep lake, full of fish, full of fish, but, uh, don't, don't, uh, don't expect don't go diving into it let's just say no, that no yeah so i've heard with uh if you're at klamath and in those areas and if you go a little bit you know into that zone or in crescent city and all that crescent city you can get really after it with crab we learned that you can get uh dungies right there off the pier which was cool but if you're there for the run the salmon run right on the klamath river is insane yeah yep absolutely and i mean it's that's all that that's all of Oregon um you know you can go to the Umpqua River you can go to the Sandy River you can go to any handful of river and when that run is happening they're they are thick in there you know you you go out there and you throw a spoon at them and hammer Mm. you know uh, it's a game it's a game and it's a fun game (laughs) it's so much fun so yeah you know I could talk I could talk about it all day that's (laughs) I love fishing, man. <laughs> all good. All right. One last uh, bucket list question or dream question. Where is a dream place for you to go fish someday? New Zealand. Uh, so New Zealand has uh, some of the best small stream trout fishing. Uh, and they have the most beautiful, beautiful trout. And if you ever go look it up, I mean, it's just the most picturesque thing that you've ever seen. Beautiful New Zealand. I mean, we're talking Lord of the Rings, right? Like, and they have these little winding streams going through and it's just like something out of a fairy tale. And I, I dream of that. That would be, I would, I would die. It's just, that's, that's my dream. I, without hesitation, I knew exactly how to answer that question. (laughs) Ashley, what about you? Hmm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Alaska. That I think that's you. Kind of cliche. Listen, I know everybody no, loves Alaska. Okay. Well, but I've never been there. We, you know, we were pretty close. We're way further now. But man, just I'd love to. Just, I'd love to visit there in general one day. Um, but I think getting some fishing done there would just be would be super awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. 
that you know, not even not even a little sad. Well, this is the perfect <laughs> transition for us to move into your bait, and with a transition comes one fun part of the show. It is the first bait check of the episode. This bait check is being brought to you by Ninja Tackle. Head on over to ninjatackleva.com and take a look at all the stuff that Matt has brewing in the shop. Ninja Dagger Rods, the famous seven-foot go-to, my absolute must-take rod, no matter what kind of fishing I'm doing, and it's coming with me, all the way up to the 12-footer, which I have two of and I love, but I've also got the ones in between. Great rods, great product right there. Maybe you need some rigs? He's got them in there, different styles, different sizes for different types of fish. Or if you're into firearms and firearm optics and also firearm accessories, he's got a bunch of stuff for Glock, optics with aim point, a whole bunch of good stuff. So one-stop shopping for the outdoor world. Oh, yeah. Head on over to NinjaTackleVA.com, get your order set up, and get yourself set up for success. Well, let's talk about the Salty Goat custom bait. What made you want to make bait? I've been making my own baits for years. I needed a more cost-effective way to make my bait, especially when I was taking people on my backpacking trips. So I was a backpacking slash fishing guide, and we would go on these trips into the high... um, high lakes in the Cascade Mountains. And you, I mean, you got to bring bait with you. Power bait is going to be super expensive when you're going on a 10 day backpacking trip. Plus it's heavy. It's all expensive, you know? So at some point it's like, well, do we just make our own? And, you know, first it starts off with, you know, a little bit of crushed up bread and then you're doing experiments and you're making doughs and, and then you start, you know, her, Mom, actually, my mother-in-law is actually the one who got me started with uh, marshmallow baits. Mm-hmm. So, tipped her. Um, the, Rainbow marshmallows. The OG uh, advice, and they work. Those those things work. So, you know, keep an eye out for those. Not great in the ocean. Well, regular marshmallows, the rainbow marshmallows, great for the trout uh, in the lakes and the rivers. But, yeah, we we fish with all kinds of stuff. So, so it, it came down to a mixture of things. Uh, it was like, what's going to be most cost effective? And, and it was like, a, I, I, can, I can make that. I can do that moment. You know, I can do that for myself. And he's a tinkerer. Okay. He's like an old man. He loves to tinker. He loves to experiment with stuff. And I think, you know, needing to make bait and then just the fact that he loves to tinker around and it just like went hand in hand and then boom now we got bait now we have a bait business i need something <laughs> I to do happened. my dude i just i so, so i'm I, i'm a disabled veteran i just had back surgery and i'm like spinning circles in my mind like what can i do what can i do what can i do what do i know i know fish i know bait i know what fish want i know what fish are eating i've been flipping rocks since I was three years old to find out what was on the hatch. You know what I mean? I know what fish want. So it was as simple as going and doing my research. And uh, I did a technical breakdown of a lot of other baits to see, you know, somewhat what they were doing and how they were doing it and how I could shoot the middle ground on it. And I came up with my, my five star line of baits, you know, and uh, it's like, it's like, gummy worms it's like those little trolley worms for fish they love it you know it's like crap for fish (laughs) it's what fish crave (laughs) go ahead you can clip that 
seriousness behind it. So, uh, yeah, I, I just needed something to do. I really, I just needed something to do. And at first it wasn't something like, you know, I'm going to make a big company out of this. It was just me making bait to free up my time. I, I don't even think I really had an idea to sell it. My friend said, you should be selling it. And, you know, lightning bolt moment, boom. And it was just like that. Now we have a bait business. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's cool. Like you said, you needed something to do. And your wife pointed out very good, you know, being a tinkerer gets you in fun times, but also dangerous times because the hands don't like to sit still. They like to find things to do. But, you know, all these ones, you, you took all that knowledge and you bundled it up into one ball and then you turned it into a gummy bear that is now able to be fished. Exactly. Exactly. I could. He said it perfectly. He's silky smooth. That was great. That's <laughs> uh, just cheating. And I just get to listen and then put my own words and like, oh yeah, you said this. <laughs> I'm gonna mouth diarrhea and then you're gonna summarize it nicely for me. And I, that's nice. It's good. I like it. I'll just call it the clarifying confirm. Let's be honest, because that's what it is always for me. I'm like, hold on, make sure I heard you properly. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that one, so you, you started out tinkering and you kind of. And when that was down here as well, you, you really honed it in down here. You started elsewhere beforehand. You, like you said, you started out in the West and then, you you know, with the backpack trips. When you got down here, obviously the fishing is different. And I know that, especially, you know, surf perch are great. I love catching perch. Well, it was fun watching my friend catch perch while I sat there and fumbled with my friggin' tackle the entire time while I was sitting there at the ATV park. Ugh, I don't know how to fish. So, you know, taking that knowledge there, the fishing is fishing. But the cool part is, is you know what they like to eat based on that one, and here you are now. What was some of the tinkering that you had to play with without giving us secrets, obviously? But what was some of the tinkering you had to realize, like, okay, this works, this doesn't work so much? Uh, ratios are big. Um, finding the correct amount of sense to um, put in is, is, is one big thing. I'm a fan of having absolute scent packed in my baits. But at a certain point, you also have to start thinking costs. So uh, it, it's a fine line of finding how much can I pack into this bait without breaking the bank. Um, so yeah, <laughs> you know, um, that that's one thing um, that I definitely experimented. And then, you know, the ratios of the other ingredients, um, how firm is it going to be? How soft is it going to be? Is it going to melt? Is it going to disintegrate in hot water immediately? Is it going to, if somebody leaves a pack out in the sun, is it going to turn into one big blob? You know, um, the answer is in 100 degree weather, maybe, but normal weather, no, absolutely not. It'll hold just fine. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it definitely was a lot of experimentation. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> the first, we made a couple before, before we started the business you know, started offering it to other people, you know, we made a few, a few pans that were just not that good, not good. Not you know? good. Uh, We've made quite a few pans that were not good. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, maybe we need to tweak this or, you know, maybe it needs something, just something else. But, uh, you know, it's disappointing when you put a lot of effort into making it and then you waste ingredients and, you know, you just have to improve it on the next time. Yeah. And there was one batch that uh, I, I still have quite a bit of. Um, and it, I'm not going to say it went wrong, 
but it just had way too much scent. I mean, we're talking way oh, too much yeah. scent. And <laughs> uh, we're talking like Satan's butthole. It <laughs> stinks. Uh, and, did we give him any of that? I, no, I, okay, I, I keep that to myself. So, uh, oh, but terrible. It, now, here's the thing. I mean, if you want to prank your friend, crack it open and throw it in his <laughs> car. You know what I mean? Leave it in there no. in the hot Florida sun for a day. That'd be hilarious. No, that would be terrible. Don't do that. <laughs> um, but I did find out that it is absolutely magical catfishing bait. It stinks to high heaven. And I don't think that I'll ever make it again in my kitchen, maybe outside. But <laughs> it works for the catfish. They love it. So I know that here in Florida, we're not as crazy about catfish as, you know, say we were in Oregon or Oklahoma or Kansas or Texas. So um, fortunately, I have people in all of those places who can use it. So I'm going to keep it on hand. And if somebody says, hey, I need some catfish bait, I got you. <laughs> nicknamed, nicknamed the Satan's butthole. Got it. Right. Oh, yes. I, I, you know what? I just came off with that offhand. That might be what I call it from now on. Because it. <laughs> Oh my God! It's I cannot, I cannot understate. It like, smells like dead things. It's, it's it so was, bad. It was it was magically horrible. It was like, a lesson learned in refrigeration techniques. We'll we'll see. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> is it the trademark green or is it a different color? No. So this one uh, was an orange and red. That, that, that's a butthole. That is a yeah. total <laughs> night in Tijuana. Yep. It's. It's, yeah, it is, you know, he ate a few chili peppers because it was bad. It was bad. So if anybody's out there and they want some, some catfish bait or if they want some good prank material, let me know because I got you covered, okay? There you go. That's marketing in itself for April 1st. That's perfect right there. So now that we've got the information there, starting with that, let's talk about the baits themselves. Uh, I have a set. I've got two different types right now. And the color I have is green. And when we were talking before, you were looking at, you know, you're going to play with some colors. Where are we at now with different kinds of, what, what, tell me about the bait, colors, style, what you got? Uh, we have five different strip style baits that we have. And then we have one Malo bait. And we're going to be coming out with more Malo baits as time goes on. But we're going to stick with just this one. For now, so we keep things simple. Simple is is effective. So what we got, typical shrimp right here. Uh, orange in color, smells like shrimp. Open it up and you're like, oh my God, that shrimp. All of my scents are extremely, you, you open it up and you see that's what it is. That, that's what he said it is. This one is going to be my mullet. Uh, really, I don't know if you can how well you can see that, but it's a really, really nice pink red color, and everybody knows that's what they like. That's red. And, that's red munchies right there. God, yeah, you want to eat it, don't you? <laughs> uh, but you don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I actually had some folks uh, using this uh, just a short ways down from me on the beach today. Uh, and they were catching sharks with it. So, as another good, another good way to use it, um, we have the pink. It's really nice, light pink. Um, this one actually almost didn't even require any coloring because that's almost just the color it came out by itself. I don't know if you've ever tried to concentrate shrimp, but it comes out the most beautiful pink color. Uh, so that's my that's my squid. 
And then, or no, that was squid or oh, was no. that shrimp? That's squid. Did I say shrimp? I you meant squid. Shrimp. I meant squid. It was squid. That was squid. And then we got the crab nuts right here. This is blue crab. And once again, you open that thing up and you say, yeah, it is what it's, it's, it smells like. We all know that crab knuckles are a fantastic bait. So I wanted <laughs> to do something that could somewhat replicate that color-wise and scent-wise. Obviously, nothing is going to be as effective as a crab knuckle, but we all know that sometimes it's hard to find. So, mm -hmm. this makes it easier. Right there in itself. And now, right here, I got some of, I was, I tried to get it out of the package so you guys can see it a little bit better, but this is going to be our sand flea right here. Good nice. old orange. It's nice. Good old And you can see some red specks in there, but it's good orange, translucent just dark enough that they see the color just light enough that allows some sunlight to pass through it looks really good underwater yeah it's definitely egg orange it is definitely yes and then we have my sand piggies this is my mallow style bait these work really really well i don't want to give away any secrets on them but they are not soft like normal marshmallows they do have a nice hard crusty coating on the outside so they hold on your hook pretty well um, you can use them as a main and then tip it with something else, or you can use a different main and then tip these on. So it's however you want to fish it, but it's, you know, I mean, realist, it's a mallow bait, okay? So it's not going to stay on your hook forever. If It'll stay on your hook as long as you have it casted out there, but if a fish comes up and hits it, it's just like sampling. It's going to be gone. The good thing about these are half the price of a pack of samples, and you get more than double. So... You know, you're not you're not really risking anything. If sand fleas are hard to find, if you're not raking them up, they're not in the stores, I got you. Nice. So. Nicely done, you two. <laughs> well, you. and then I think you have um, the original green one, which is a sand flea and shrimp combo. Correct. So we have that one still as well. <laughs> um, but yeah. We... And and that's, I'm, I'm always playing with, sense and combos you know i might come out with this flavor sometime limited run and i might come out with this flavor limited run and that's the fun thing about being in the position that i'm at now you know maybe when if and when i become a huge corporation conglomerate and all this and that i won't be able to experiment and have as much fun with it but for now uh i'm i'm in the kitchen playing around with it every day and if you call me and you say i want a shrimp blue crab and mullet combination that's green and red and orange. I can make that for you, that's fine. I love to do custom, custom jobs. Whenever I do a custom job, I double it. That way I have extra on hand for myself. So I have lots, I have my main baits. I got you covered on all my main baits. We got stock. But then I have these other baits over here. Those are my experimental baits, the ones that I have fun with. And uh, a lot, I was fishing today with a lot of my experimental baits, so they work great. I don't know why, but for some reason, when you started talking about that combination, all I could think of that was the call that the Grateful Dead be all tied <laughs> up. That's a good name. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a demo Grateful Dead can. <laughs> God, that's gonna smell horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna put the Satan's buttholes in there. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even a, I'm not even a deadhead. I mean, I am a full blown metalhead. But I mean, it was just like I don't know why. I see the skull, and all I see is the Grateful Dead. It's just like Jerry Garcia going after it. It's, it's the magic bait, man. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I didn't even think about that. It just makes me laugh. All right. Well, let's talk. So now that we've talked about the baits, we talked about the colors. Let's talk about this. How do you fish the bait? Um, that's the glory. That's that's the, the best part about this bait for me. Um, strip baits. Let's talk about other strip baits. They're all thin. They're all these thin little... And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay? But it it limits you okay so what i went ahead and did is i made really wide strips i have inch and a half wide strips by about three inches long actually no they're longer than that four inches long yeah by four inches long excuse me and you can cut out whatever shape whatever design you want out of it if you're fishing for a shark cut out a big chunk if you're fishing for redfish cut out a bigger chunk pompano have small mouth whitings have small mouth if you want to just cut a little half moon off, cut a piece like the size of your thumb. Here's the thing about it as well, is it's going to swell just a little bit in the water. So if you put on a piece that you think is the right size, next time maybe go just a little bit smaller because it's going to swell up as it releases that scent into the water. So um, that's the best part about it. Um, it does have a mesh inside of it. Um, and so it holds onto the hook really well. You don't have to worry about it coming off. That's not going to happen. Um, and another good part about that is, uh, we all know that the other styles, they're hard to get off the hook. I mean, you can, you have to have a pair of scissors in order to get that stuff off and it can become a real pain in the butt. Mine holds on the hook. No problem. It's not going to come off. But as soon as you're ready to switch out your bait, you grab it, you pull it, it's gone. Just like that. You can chuck it in the water. Don't have to worry about pollution or anything like that because my bait is 100% organic, all natural ingredients. Biodegradable. Biodegradable. Um, it's, it's even paleo. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I mean. Yeah, so if you want to go on the goatee diet, um, it's not recommended by any doctors, but um, <laughs> it's, a, it's it could be a thing, you know, uh, but all my baits are 100% uh, ocean safe, environmental safe. I'm not some hippy dippy dude or anything like that, but I care about our environment. I care about the ecosystem in which what we're out there doing everything that we love it's a whole purpose so why would i want to create something that could detriment it you know um, so that's one thing I, I really pride myself in is having just a completely all-natural organic bait it is what it says it is there's nothing hidden um, my scents are what i say they are there's nothing hidden um, so I'm, I'm very transparent about everything. You know, I want to keep things very above board and, and the staying organic, that's rule number one. We got to be ocean safe. That was a long ramble, but I well, think it was meaningful. You didn't ramble. You actually, <laughs> come on, you didn't ramble at all because you actually talked about all the important pieces with it. You talked about how to, you know, how you make it, how to fish with it. I mean, you almost only one question I have after that, and I'll hear ask hit in a second. You didn't ramble at all, man. You hit all the good stuff, and that was all excellent. Congratulations on finding a way to make a bait that's a hundred percent biodegradable. And I never ever go back to paleo. That's why I threw up on my mouth there when I you said that, and then you saw me. Oh. 
Because as much as I love doing paleo, I also remember my wife being in the kitchen for almost 12 hours after constant cooking, because that's all it is. It's just uh, cooking for hours and hours to get it proper, and it's a pain in the ass. So, <laughs> um, but one, So one of the things you talked about, uh, and that was going to be one of the questions I definitely, uh, about how long does your bait last on the hook? Uh, yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, it, we, we had it submerged for four, four days, yeah, five days now. Yes. And that, that was in still water, of course, but, um, it, it will stay on your hook pretty much indefinitely until you take it off or it gets bitten off. Um, and even at that, it, it, something has to really bite it in order to bite it off. Um, so it, it stays on really well hot water it's you know if the water is above 70 degrees it's probably going to disintegrate a little bit quicker but you don't have to worry about it melting off your hook or anything like that it's it's solid now as i mentioned earlier as it sits in the water it's going to swell up a little bit and the, that scent is released so it's going to lose scent over time and i would say that that's probably the more important thing is when is it going to lose its scent because it's not going to be coming off the hook and I would say you probably should change it. If you're not changing it, you should be. I, I change my baits out every 15 to 20 minutes, no matter what. If I'm not catching something, that that's how I am because I'm a very active fisherman. But I would say um, every 30 to 45 minutes, just in general. It, it holds on the hook very well. It's not going to lose its scent too quickly. Uh, 30 to 45 minutes, gen, general, general basis. Now, if the water's cold and you're in the middle of winter, you can push that up to an hour, hour and 15 minutes, probably. probably. Nice. So. Yeah, I mean, hence, that's why I also have the bait checks in these episodes, because of that. Normally, for me, a bait check's every 25 right. minutes. 25 to 30 minutes is about the maximum time I'm going to let a bait sit there with, and nothing happen. Anything at that point, I've already started getting to the point of, I'm leaving. I'm changing positions. Yeah. Something's got to change in 30 minutes if nothing has happened. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And we put a lot of thought into it, you know, when deciding, like, how to make the bait. Um, you know, what was going to fish the best. And, you know, we settled on the size and shape that we did because we wanted to give people flexibility um, to kind of customize it for their own hook for whatever they're fishing for. Give them an option. Um, and, you know, honestly, we came up with a, a oh, I won't say design, but we it came up with a method that works well for us as, when we're making it. And we think it works really well for, you know, other people too, just because of that customization factor. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, it, it holds on really well. That is, the design makes it easier for us and it makes it better for the customer. So it's a win-win situation. Yeah, it sounds like it for sure. And you've given that thought, you know, it wasn't just what's the fastest, cheapest, easiest way for me to make this bait. You went even to the extra step, right? I need to make a product that's going to be successful and it's also going to work, but it's also going to be heavily received because... It, you know, it's going to hit every fit I need. So great yeah. job thinking of, of all through it. Fastest, cheapest, and easiest aren't things that I factor in to, to this bait. Uh, it, it's, it's a labor of love. It's, like I said earlier, it's for me, and it's for the community, and it's for my family. So I put myself into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you sacrifice we, your kitchen, <laughs> quite I, literally. I, I, we, we put ourselves into it. I mean, she's dumped just as much into it as I have. I might be more boisterous and out there about it, but she's... I'm in the background. She's got my back, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she does a lot. She does a lot for me. That's, does a lot for us. See that right there? All right, I'm going to get mushy. 
And nobody <laughs> judge me for this. Never. Okay. I love what you guys just said because that's how I look at things with my wife. We're a team. It doesn't matter what it is. You're a team. And you guys just really showed with what you talk about right there, though it's a company, it's a team, and you guys are showing how your marriage is pushing through that together and working together, which is, I mean, a little hard for some people to have that work. So, We've been married for 15 years now, and she's my best friend. You know, there, there's been times where I didn't like her very much, but it was just, <laughs> for, it was fleeting, you know, I just, she she's my best friend in the whole world, and I, I don't know what I would do without her. We've been together for almost 15 years. I think I just mentioned that. It's a long time for for us. You know, it's half of our lives almost. And I don't know what I would do without her. She's more than just a partner. You know, she's... Okay, listen, this is about baby. the baby. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Hey. I love you so much. Get back to the beta, please. Hey. <laughs> This is awesome. No. I mean, this is like the first husband-wife team I've had in the whole episodes here. And you guys are showing, it's like looking at a mirror of my marriage, man. Like, they're all happy in this. This is making me really happy. Like, I want to go get my wife out of her room. Like, come here. Come talk on this show. Well, and I think it goes to show people that this, this is a real thing. This isn't just some gimmick that we're putting out there. This is a real family effort. There's two people who love each other trying to do something for their family and the community. Like, yeah. that's, that's what it is. Well, you know? and you know, you want to talk about the, when we first went live with the bait and got a bunch of orders was right after his surgery. <laughs> um, and we took all these orders and then was like dead in bed. Like I can't get out of bed. And I was like, we have 50 orders to fill. <laughs> what did you do? So guess we made the bait for the next week. He also didn't give anybody like a very good timeline. So we had like, you know, all this bait to make in like four days. Listen, I was trying to figure things out. We Listen, figured it out and we did figure it out. We did. But boundaries are also important. Deadlines, important. Boundaries, also important. Uh, you know, as far as with the customers. But, <laughs> you know, they say that marriage is not 50-50. It's sometimes it's. 30 70 sometimes it's gosh 80 20 and you just you pick up 90 10 <laughs> no <laughs> never <laughs> but you know you pick up the extra when you can and he'll do it for me if i ever need it so we make it work i'm here i'm here for for whatever we gotta do as much as i can Thanks, big dog. <laughs> nice, guys. That's good stuff right there. Well, uh, that is actually the perfect time for us to put a pause on. It is your second bait check of this episode. This bait check is being brought to you by DS Custom Tackle. Go on over to DS Custom Tackle. Take a look at all the rigs that they have out there. Include this brand new, and you've heard me talk about it before, glow-in-the-dark sand flea rig. And you talk about this sand flea stuff that we're talking about here on the show. Hmm. Sand flea color? Sand flea smell? It's kind of a double win right here. I'm loving it. Also, don't forget to take a look at the brand new BS Surfishing rig from BS Surfishing Charters. That's Barry. We talked to him on the show before. He's got his rig up to specs now out and available to get your hands on. So you can get those from DS Custom Tackle, and you can also get them from Barry. So head on over to DSCustomTackle.com, get your order in, get set up for success out in the surf, because he's got a lot of rig-making material available for you out there. Well, 
now that we're let's see here we've, we've hit a lot of the cool stuff with that with, with the marshmallows which is cool marshmallow bait i mean hell you use that for trout all the time I mean, trout, yeah. trout love those things and then pushing yeah. in with the strips is I, I love the thought process here with you can do the different cuts and the sizes and then you can you know if you want to cut that four inch strip in half from the width you've got that availability you, you've made it fully customizable you want to make cool little shapes right. and hey cool no problem you can cut stars out of it have at it make a cool little starfish fast time you know what i mean yeah cool. perfect you know yeah. you can do what you want with it so making all that one together with the different scents you've created a whole bunch of new ones since the last time we talked which is really cool to see and you're here you're made here in gulf breeze florida i mean you're local so that's even you know it's cool you're right down the street i love that with the other one, now you talked about that, but let's get into the fun part because people are always going to say this. Well, what's been caught on it? Let's talk about those reports because I know. So that's the fun part about this bait for me is I've made a bait that's extremely versatile. Extremely versatile. You can fish this in freshwater. You can fish it in the salt water. The fish, I, I, I've covered like the five main scents it's got what fish want you know I'm, I'm giving it to you i'm putting it on a silver platter and handing it to you you can catch redfish you can catch whiting you can catch bluefish you can catch stingray you can catch catfish you can catch oh sharks, apparently. yeah yeah you can catch sharks. Shark. catch sharks until today um Lady, yeah, ladyfish, bonita. I'm actually, I know I'm, I'm saying this before. Actually, I'm going to say this because this episode's not going to air in time, but this will happen. I'm actually taking it out and using it when I go out and try some sheepies. Oh yeah, that'll oh that'll probably be great. Yes, absolutely. Are you going to be like uh, off a pier, like dropping it down? I'm going to the kayak. Oh, it's even better. Oh, dude, you're speaking my language. As soon as my back heals up enough for me to get into a kayak, I will be right there with you. Cool. Hell yeah, let's do that. You're, I mean, you're right down the street. Let's go. Put it on my kayak trailer yeah. if you want. <laughs> we can get out there, man. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to take it out from. I'm going to take it out with me when I go out for uh, for sheep's here soon. I'm going out pretty soon. Um, and your bait was one of the ones I was like, you know, I wonder if this would work. And I think it's going to because it's a heavy scent. Question will be is you know visual because they're picky jackasses but <laughs> that's why they call them criminals so sheephead has been caught on my bait i don't know if i don't believe they were specifically targeting sheephead so this will be an interesting experience this will oh, be cool. an experience an experimental experience uh so i'm i'm really interested in finding out how that will work for you i i personally think it'll work great scent is such an important factor with fishing because if it wasn't you wouldn't have companies like you making these things this is kind of bait but you wouldn't have companies like snake stick who puts it's just a roll-on scent you wouldn't have companies doing you know chum you you wouldn't have companies doing oils uh, menhaden oil scent is so important so for you to pack it into a piece like that and be able to target all species it's brilliant and if you and if you're a listener and you're underestimating scent, you're really cutting out one of the most important factors of fishing. Vis yep. Visible's cool, but if a shark can smell blood in the water from a mile away... Yep. That's right. Scent, presentation, location. That's what it is. It's what you gotta have. And location's the oh. pain in the ass part. <laughs> Especially right now, 
you know, I have a really nice car. It has four four inflatable tires on it. It's great. Uh, you can pull it a long ways, but I can't because of my back. And so I'm very limited to where I'm able to fish right now. So it's like if it's 100 yards that way or if it's 100 yards that way, that's where I'm going. And that's all I got right now. So I just got to be happy with it because I can't walk too far. So um, luckily, it's been working out pretty well for me. But as soon as my back heals up, I'm going to be walking miles down that beach to find the right hole because yeah. I... I'm selective in finding in finding my cuts. You know, I, I have found a lot of really good holes in the area that have produced absolute monsters. So I'm I'm a fan of walking if it's going to produce. Well, you Just brought it into the, you brought it into the perfect point. You were in the perfect transition now because let's start about let's start into my favorite part of the show. Well, I second fade after this because, but let's start talking about the fun part of the show. And it's called stealing your knowledge of fishing. Because that's what's yeah. important, right? All right. So you talked about that part of how important it is for you to find that stuff. Now let's talk about that. How what? Uh, how do you select your spot to fish? You want to look for that channel. You want to look for that channel in between the sandbars. I don't know exactly what. Some people call it the cut. Some people call it the channel. Some people call it the gut. Um, but I look for that. And what I want to do is I typically have four rods out. Right now, I'm fishing three just because of my back. But let's say I have four rods out. Four rods, 50 feet apart. Uh, I like to do one. So um, one is going to be right on the left-hand side of that bar, just a little bit um, short. So say it's just cat corner from that, from that gut right there. So that if any fish come out of that gut, off to the left, boom, there's my bait right there. And then I try to put one right in the center. Off to the right, put another one kind of near the center, and then I do a short one off to the right again on my last pull, uh, just once again, just like the first pull, so it's caddy corner to the gut. Um, that way I'm capturing, capturing all that whole area right through there. I don't know if any of that made sense. It did to me, but the way that that works, <clears throat> as you know, is that's pulling all the fresh bait right through it as pulling all the food through it and the fish are going to be gathering there because that's going to be where their food source a major food source is going to be coming in um so as long as you can figure out how to spot that which it's pretty easy look for a rip current you know look for a rip and and generally if you can find a rip current that's right about where it's going to be um not always but if you know how to spot a rip current from far away that's that's generally how i spot my spots you know i'll look at the ocean and if i see a rip current far off you know, i'm gonna hike down there a mile and usually it pans out so i mean that's probably one of the best tips that i can give um as far as that goes set up try to get three or four holes in there do two short on the ends and then two longs in the middle that makes sense. Yeah, all, all, all that to me, and, and I would think everybody else, it made sense. I mean, rips are glorious, man. It's the highway. If you can get into those cuts, dude, that's that's the place that's, to be. Exactly. It's the fish highway. <clears throat> and I think I was in that fish highway today. Um, unfortunately, I, you know, I only got the little pompano, but I got just a plethora of other fish. Um, they, were, they were cruising through there, let me tell you, because my pole was bouncing pretty constantly all day long. I love days like that. They're my favorite days. It's like, yay, fish. I do too. I was just out there playing and talking to strangers who came by. It was great. You know, I could do that every day. This is my life now, you know? 
<laughs> I got a bait. I got, I got a bait business. This is what I do. I go. I go out fishing. I experiment. It's, it's fun, man. I'm, I'm having fun. This whole thing's been a blast, dude. I'm just having fun. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, that's half of it. I mean, if you're working and you're having fun, it's not really work. So, uh, when you've been going out lately, are you targeting a specific species or are you targeting fish? I have been targeting uh, pompano. I'm always targeting pompano, um, but you know I have multiple rods out, so I'll usually have um, my oranges or my greens out um, on one or two poles, um, just so I can try to target them. And then I'll have you know my blue my my crab ducks out, my blue crab, or I'll have shrimp out. And uh, those those are kind of my experimentals. Whatever wants to bite on those, you know, I'm happy with. If I get a redfish or something like that, that's great, you know. Um, but right now, I want I want pompano because I love them. They're delicious. Everybody knows they're delicious. Like, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, they are good. <laughs> I am so good, man. So when you're so, going to a new place to go fishing, what is something you do before you even start? YouTube. I before I before. I came here, I knew everything that there was to know about fishing here because I spent probably a hundred hours watching bearded Brad videos on <laughs> and and Bama Beach Bum on, on how to fish this area. And, and I mean, it's th thanks to those guys, I gained so much knowledge before I even moved here, before I even set foot on the beach uh, through, through those dudes and listening to your podcast. And I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's, so much that you can learn right at the tip of your fingers you just you just have to do it you know take the time to do it and i've taken the time to to learn this place not only through youtube videos but in practical experience now more so practical experience than anything but you know if anybody's going to be coming here or going off to alaska spend an hour at least learning how to fish the area you know what I mean? It's don't rely on guides. Don't rely on going to the tackle store and saying, hey, what's going to work today? You know, you got to do your own homework. You got to you got to go in with an idea, formulate a plan. Uh, so how do you adjust your tactics for fishing when the bite isn't on fire? Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, so not right now because um, my back, obviously. OK, we've, we've covered that, but I am a roving fisherman. I have a hard time staying still if it's just uh us as the family uh out out at the beach i'll stay still all day we have everything set up we got the canopy blah 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 you know, brought the whole refrigerator with us um but when it's just me out there i'm constantly moving down the beach slowly 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 if i'm at a lake i will make my way around that whole damn lake if i'm at a river i'll make my way four miles downstream because i'm going to fish every single hole and then, you know, it's not only about moving, once again, it's about the right, having the right bait um, and, and the presentation of your bait. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be constantly moving if it's just me. Um, you can have, if the bite's slow, have a couple of pulls out with your main. You know, you, you, this is what I'm looking for. So this is what I'm trying to catch. Keep those pulls out there have another pull out that's once again, like I said earlier, experimental and then throw a top water rig on there and start throwing that walk up and down the beach, throw that, you know, it, just keep trying, just keep trying. Don't give up. I mean, 
even if you don't catch anything, it's better to know that you gave it everything you had than you just sat there all day and said, oh, I guess the fish gods aren't with me, you know. Uh, that's, I can't do that. Um, just, just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, that's good stuff right there. I mean, that's a lot of the fun and push there. And Ashley, I'm sure you're a little bit thankful that you're not having to move the entire flag with a full family day up and down the beach. Yes, but I'm not allowed to push the cart anymore. So. What? What happened? Well, okay. So we tried to go out after after Nick's surgery, and he had to run back to to package. And so we're on Navar Beach, and I'm in charge of finding the fishing spot. Now, listen, we we won't pretend that. I knew all of the fishing stuff, okay? I make the bait. I enjoy the fishing. I let him cast the poles most of the time, okay? Uh, and choose the spots. But uh, I just, you know, I thought I could see the cut. She knows what to look for. I, I thought I did. And so I thought I saw a good one, and it was away from the other fishermen, and I headed towards it. It ended up being really far she away. She about like a mile away for a cripple to walk down the beach to. It was great. <laughs> Oh no! I also was confused on where the like no fishing line was. I thought it was a little bit further than it was. So you know, I know where you were. You were at Marine Park. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm handy capable. Okay, I made it, but it was rough. It was. I mean, listen, I paid the penance for that because I pushed that damn cart all the way over there with like chairs and a canopy and cooler full of beer, and I went all the way. So, you know, I paid I paid my dues, okay? She really went all the way. You went really to the far. Eglin line, didn't you? <laughs> I did not go that far. No, but, oh my God. Listen, my calves were burning too, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the funny thing about this, and for anybody that's not from Navarre, uh, Marine Park is, one, is a great spot. Um, it is... In Navarre, it is the westernmost point that you can fish at, and there's one parking lot at the end, and then you get out from there, and then it's where the reef is. you got four poles that'll mark it and let you know. But you can walk to the west a lot, a lot, and get away from a lot of people. And when you started, as soon as you said you were walking, I'm like, all right. And then you started saying the fishing line. I'm like, oh, my God, you went to Eglin. Oh, no, because I know that's a half mile. That's a half mile to start. Just about too, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't realize that cutoff line was that close. It but... is, yeah. It's right there. But it's like... awesome fishing at the Eglin line, and I know yeah. I'm blowing up a spot here. And if you guys think I'm blowing up a spot, uh, you're full of it because every YouTuber <laughs> in our area has talked about this spot, and we've mentioned oh. it numerous times. It's not blown up. <laughs> I swear to God, fish know where we're not allowed to go, and they freaking <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold mass gatherings there. Like, ha, 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 look at these guys. You know, they know. Yeah. Because I, I literally, in Oregon, they have uh, rules that you can't fish within certain um, amount of, of space from a bridge. I swear to God, the, it's 100 feet, and the fish will hang out right on the other side of that, and they will not pass oh, that yeah. line. I yep. do not know what it is, but they it's... They know. They know. Do you remember those sturgeon? Yeah. <laughs> Freaking smartest damn fish just staring at us. They yeah. were like, you can't. 
you can't catch us. So yeah. I'm just going to tease you. They did, too. Terrible. They teased the hell out of me. Yeah. That's rude, because a sturgeon, <laughs> that that's like a massive bucket list fish for a lot of people. Yeah. And there were just probably a, at least a dozen of them just swimming around this hole where they can't be caught. Well, I mean, right if, if anybody is ever looking for a good sturgeon guide, uh, my best friend is an excellent sturgeon guide. So, oh, yeah, he, he's 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 got the deets on the sturgeons. So, nice. I've, they're cool. They're fun. I I don't mess around too much with prehistoric fish, you know. <laughs> like, they're they're cool fish. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I don't know a terrible amount about them because they. I don't know. They lurk in the depths. They're just kind of creepy fish. I don't know what it is about them. You know? <laughs> cool, cool fish. Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. you're dude. Again, okay. this is always this is the part of the show that I love because it's a conversation. <laughs> you know that that's the fun part of heart about podcasts is it's always just talking. It doesn't matter what it is on that. It doesn't. You don't have to stick to a script. It's just fun to have a conversation. So no, I get you completely, absolutely. And sturgeon, yeah. I mean, I've only seen them on TV. I've never seen one in real life, and I can only imagine what they'd sure. be like in real life. They're cool. They're bigger than they look on TV. They're bigger. Yeah, everything's bigger in person, you know, but they're, it's cool. They feel cool, too. What? What do you mean? They, just the, the texture of them is, I don't know, it's nice. That's cool. Listen, I kiss a fish, you know, like. Hey, uh, there's zero judgment here. I kiss a fish goodbye every time. Like, you're lucky. Yeah, exactly. Now go get, go get me your bigger brother. Bye-bye. <laughs> Have you seen the, the guy that catches the lobsters in yeah. Maine? Yeah, he's and cool. He he clips their fins if he can't keep them and gives them a little treat before he throws them back. That guy's my hero. Yeah, he's a good guy. I love it. The the treat okay. part's my favorite thing. He's like, going to have a treat? Or it's the old, he's like, yeah, this old man lobster, he might not take it. He's a little stingy. Yeah, he's not what? taking it. Go on back. <laughs> <laughs> big claws i didn't know they could he's like yeah this guy's probably like 30 years old i'm like what a crustacean can live to be 30 years old yeah i think he said it was older like 30 and 50 he said what is it i think it's a certain size per year or something he had he had down to a science obviously he knows it because he's the commercial fisherman up there but some of the ones he picks up i think he showed uh he had an albino a few years ago like in one of his episodes yeah Delicious, delicious cockroaches of the sea. I love. I wish. I wish I knew. Unfortunately, I'm allergic. I, I, uh, my wife gets all the fun ones. I don't get to enjoy that. So. Oh man. Yeah, it's a just a lot. Uh, oh, sorry. No, no, you're fine. Yeah, no. Uh, shrimp, basically all of that stuff. So crustaceans is my my no go, which is hilarious being from New England. You know, when your your whole family is into eating wonderful food from the uh, the sea, and you can't eat it. So can you touch? You can touch it though. Yeah. You have our Don't worry, your bait's not going to kill me. I promise. Okay. okay. All right. You know they're shellfish. Okay. Good. Yes. It's not. It looks like candy, but it is not. Candy. I will. I will not be. Uh, I will not be partaking in this shrimp gummy bear. That's not my. That's okay. not my jam. It, it smelled like shrimp soup when we made it. So. It did. It was. It smelled actually. The shrimp smells really good. I don't mind the shrimp at all. The sand flea is is strong. That's that's the strongest of them all. The other ones I don't mind so much. Right. Oh, the mullet's pretty strong too. Oh, mullet's strong. God. I yeah. can imagine. Yeah. Well, and the other part of this too, and I love this for you guys that you make it in the kitchen of the house. We do. Yeah. 
Push her do. She doesn't kick me out. She lets me do it. I got home yesterday and immediately after a two and a half hour commute home from Hurlbert, thanks to a car accident. Uh, and I immediately knew that he'd been making bait because I could smell it. The whole house smelled like sand flea scent. And uh, it is what it is. I told him, you know, one day when we make it big, we'll get some outside burners or something. Yeah. Uh, for now, yeah, in the kitchen. Um, it's all dog. It's the scent of our family. It's the scent of love, okay? Uh, I don't know about that. Get, get behind it. It's this. Sometimes it's the scent of my disdain yeah. for my house stinking. Um, but you know, it's it's handmade. It is hand mixed. It is hand poured. It is handmade in our kitchen, and then I usually cook dinner afterwards. Made with so. love. <laughs> it's made with love. So how do people get? Special. How do people get their hands on this bait? Oh boy. Okay. So I have been having. I don't want to say an overwhelming because I don't want people to stop buying it, but I have been having a huge amount of success lately. Um, so currently right now, the best way to buy the bait is to just get a hold of me on Facebook or, um, you know, my phone number is on my card. Um, it's being passed around. I don't want to just give it out to everybody, but if you know me, if you bought from me in the past, I'll give it to you. And, you know, we can have that relationship. Uh, right now, the best way to get a hold of me is on social media. Find me on social media, send me a message. Um, I do ship um, anything, any order over $25, I will ship uh, anywhere in the United States for you. Any order over $75, I will ship for free. If you're here in the local area, I'm willing to meet you somewhere and come to my house. Uh, I'm fortunate, I mean, I'm dead center in between Gold Breeze and Navarre. So it's very advantageous. People don't have to go far to, to come get my bait. It's honestly probably quicker than a trip to the tag bait and tackle store. Um, I am working on a, several other different forms of social media right now. I mean, I'm working on many, many, many things all at once. Um, so, so um, I am in the works right now of getting into three different bait and tackle shops. Um, we're just doing the logistics of everything. Um, so I don't want to say their names, but they are local shops here in the area. You're going to be able to go there. You're going to be able to pick it up. We'll say that one is going to be extremely convenient for fishermen. Um, so that's, I'll just say that for now. Um, so you can look forward to that. Um, I'm working on opening my Shopify. Uh, so it's going to be an online platform, my online store where you can go ahead and just uh, go there. You don't have to talk to me, no middleman. Look at the product, decide the product that you want, order it, pay for it, ship it, boom, just that easy. So that's in the process right now. That's going to be coming here real soon. Um, and then obviously uh, you're going to be seeing me around town a lot and I always have my bait on me. So if you see me out on the beach or if you see me in the parking lot, hit me up. I'm, I'm easy to spot. Um, I have the Salty Goat stickers on my car. My car is very recognizable. Once you see it, you'll know it. Come talk to me. And uh, if anything, if you don't want to buy any bait, we'll have a conversation. And I can give you some tips, techniques, whatever. Maybe you can teach me something. Um, but I'm working on a lot of things right now. Um, and I'm, I'm just super grateful for the support that everybody has shown. And I'm extremely humbled by the outpouring of love and and 
support that this community has shown for myself and my wife. So I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to everybody for that because you guys are amazing. It's you're really making my dream come true. I don't want to get soppy about anything, but it's 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 my dream, you know, and you you guys are I'm working really hard every day, but it's you guys who are buying the bait and you're making this happen for me. So thank you. And it's awesome, man. You're doing great things. You really are. Well, the best part, we're going to end up pushing it here into the final bits of the episode. But before we do that, we have to hit this one last important bait check. It is your third and final bait check of the episode. Hopefully, you've already limited out and you're listening to this in the car on the way home. And you've had a great day and things are good. And if you're still out there, hopefully, you're still crushing it and getting into more fish. But... Get that bait checked. Make sure it's good to go. If you need to change it, change it out. This bait check is being brought to you by Sword Fishing Products. I love Sword. If you guys haven't noticed, I have their fillet knives. I love their gear. So if you go to swordfishingproducts.com, take a look at all the products that they have available for you right now. They got the 7-inch medium flex blade in stock, the 9-inch medium flex, and they've also started moving into the very flexible. They got the 9-inch very flexible, which is very noodly. Uh, I saw it recently at a, one of the weigh-ins and it very well thought out. They uh, just dropped the new Sport Fishing Championship Edition Filet Knife and they've also got a couple of other special limited editions coming out. They also, if you haven't heard about it, their pair of pliers, they've got a second set coming out very soon. So if you're looking to get your hands on some new pliers, head on over to swordfishingproducts.com and get your order in. And by the way, they fit really nicely you know, in stockings. Just saying. It can work out really well for stuff like that. So swordfishingproducts.com. Get your order in. Let's go ahead and get you guys wrapped up here. We've been talking for a good amount of time, and I know you got a ton of stuff going on with the family there. So let's get you on the last couple of questions and get you out the door. What have been some of the great lessons learned after everything you've been through with this whole process so far? Mm. I think I mentioned earlier um, boundaries. Boundaries with with ourself, uh, you know, in the business and um, establishing uh, just, you know, a few limits as far as our time goes. Um, you know, we might spend time outside. I, I work full time. So um, making sure that we're not devoting all of our time to the business, whether it's through social media or, um, you know, running around ragged trying to ship orders. We have to kind of fit all that stuff into a certain box so that we can you know maintain our balance and you know still get everybody taken care of um but i i think that was probably the biggest lesson especially early on is we can't we can't do everything all the time we have to we have to have business hours and you know boundaries when it comes to that kind of stuff i've learned just to have fun keep it loose don't be too serious about things. It's easy to get stressed out. It's easy to get overwhelmed and it's easy to get frustrated, especially when you're in the experimental process and things aren't working and you have a tray that you're like, what, what happened here? You know, luckily we're out of that now. We know what we're doing, but it's learned just to have fun through this entire process. I'm, I'm a pretty easygoing and relaxed guy, but when you start talking business, it's stressful. It's a whole different ballgame. You know what I mean? And so I really had to dial back and teach myself to breathe and take time 
and uh, just have fun. Just have fun with the experience. It's a ride. Just have fun with it. No, man. Good stuff right there. <laughs> and refrigeration is key. <laughs> For- yes. <laughs> so you don't end up with Satan's butthole. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very important. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good lesson learned <laughs> all right so one of your concentrations out overnight <laughs> just say that or for like two or three days just don't yeah do that yeah, yeah bad idea <laughs> yeah it doesn't sound good it doesn't sound good at all <laughs> unless you're a cat but- yeah they, they mean they're the silver lining you did get a you did get one series of bait out of that so yeah take take the small win right Exactly. I'm, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. And the garage fridge still smells. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I've learned to like it. It's fine. It's fine. Just got to rinse off your cans before you open them. It's a bait fridge. You know, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it just makes things more infused. Yeah. Exactly. You really look. <laughs> okay. Holy. I love the optimism. Yeah. I'm surrounded by. I mean, it's <laughs> the salty goat incense. I mean. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That'll be the next line of product. Yeah, oh, Satan's butthole. Oh. <laughs> Satan's butthole essential oils. Oh, we're on to something. I think I can infuse your your concentrate in, into some beeswax. We can make some, some candles. Yeah, it'd be so <laughs> freaking bad. It'd be so. Gino's gonna puke. Oh, I don't. I mean, no. I'm just. I'm. I'm just thinking about it. Like, yeah, no. If I lit that in the house, uh, I mean, my wife is tolerant, real tolerant. That might break her. That I. I can almost guarantee you that it would. It's. It's just. It's one of the strongest smelling things I've ever smelled in my life. All right. So the last and most important question, besides you know where you got the bait, which you answered, what's next for you? And don't say Satan's butthole candle. Okay. If you would have okay. asked me three months ago, I would have been happy selling a couple packs here and there, doing small batches. I would have been perfectly happy with that. Um, where I the the transformation that I've made in three months and the amount that I'm selling now on a daily basis, you know, I'd like to see myself up there with the big boys. I want to be a contender. I want to be serious in the game. Uh, I want to start doing sponsorships for people, and I want people to be talking about me i want to create buzz and one day i'd like to be you know i'd be happy with being independently wealthy i don't need to be rich <laughs> you know what i mean but just have something i want to i want to have something to be proud of i have my family that i'm proud of you know we've we've built our our whole life um as a disabled veteran i've i've kind of lost some purpose i lost some purpose I needed something. I needed something to fulfill. And this filled that role. It filled that gap for me. Um, you know, so to, I mean, to answer your story or to answer your question in, in short, I, I would like to be one of the big boys. I want to be one of the big businesses. If I could be making a hundred thousand dollars a year, I, I'd be, that, that would be great. That'd be amazing. Um, but I mean, you know, I'd settle for even less than that. This is, this is fun for me. Um, if, if I can make it into a big company, that's great. If it never turns into a big company, that's great too. We're having fun with it. So, yeah. And there's a certain charm to being a local business, you know, like not right. all businesses have to be big. Yeah. 
You know, there's there's some local businesses around here, all different kinds that have just been staples of the community for years. Yeah. And, you know, that is cool in itself to be the place that the locals know about, you know, to be the place that the tourists stop at, you know, maybe we have a bait shop one day, um, yeah. you know, where we can make and sell our stuff in a, not in my kitchen. Um, but she touched on something there about, you know, as, as far as the future goes, we want to be a part of the community. We want to be a big part of the community. We want to be a staple point. When people hear the salty goat, they know that we're part of Gulf Breeze. We're representing Gulf Breeze and Avar. We're representing the whole Emerald Coastline, you know, uh, and, and I want to be able to give back to that community the way that they've given to us. So, you know, in the future, I, I would, we're small now. You know, you want to dream big, you know. Um, so I don't want to say too much, but like I said, I want to start getting into some sponsorships, maybe some events, maybe tournaments, something like that, things that we can ponder on, you know. Um, but I have, we have big plans well, for the future, I think. Who did you meet? You met um, from Fish Bites the other day? Yep. So we've met with Brett um, from Fish Bites, and we had a wonderful meeting with them. Uh, extremely welcoming, extremely warm personality. Um made us feel right at home in this community and let us know that if we need anything, if we need any advice, if we need this, if we need that, just to let him know. And he's, you know, he, he'll help us out. So that's wonderful. And then we had Tony from Fishgum. We had a two hour phone call with him the other day. Um, and I mean, he taught me in that, in that phone call alone, you know, 10, 15 extremely valuable lessons, do's, don'ts, how's, why's. Um, and, you know, he even, said you know i'm just right down the street from you if you need these materials let me know and i'll help you out it's stuff like that you think that the competition would put up a wall but they're not they're they're being extremely open and welcoming and it just gosh dang it it makes me want to do even better now you know it's because it's, you're not you're not going up against them you're not like f you uh it's like we're all working together and we just all want to see each other succeed. It's not a competition. It's a huge ocean. <clears throat> Everybody's going to have different bait needs. You can fish all three, uh, well, I'll say three brands, but you, you know who they are. We fish all three right next to each other. You know, who, who's to stop us? That's, that's the glory of fishing bait. Um, and there's always going to be new baits that come out and you're going to be like, I want to try that because who knows, that's going to be the magical fishing bait that catches every single fish, every single cast, every single time. That's our hope, right? It's not going to happen, but we're still going to try it because it's that new bait. So I just, yeah, I, I love the fact that this whole community has been so supportive of us. And that just makes us want to give to you guys even more. We're going to provide our best. We're going to listen to the community. Um, we're going to give back to the community and... We're going to love the community. So. Well, that's good stuff, man. You guys are doing great things, and you will be. I have a full faith in that. You don't look like the kind of train that's going to stop overnight. So congratulations on building that. You've done great things, and I look forward to seeing more of what you do. Awesome, man. I super appreciate it, and I super appreciate you taking the time out of your extremely busy schedule to sit down and have a talk with a couple of crazy crazy bait folks like us you know so yeah it was great it was great to talk to you i was gonna say something else that didn't sound right so i like changed it 
<laughs> and like I've told you, you know, I told you when we were Duncan. Anytime you guys want, man, call. I, I, though I may have a quote unquote busy schedule, you know, when it comes to our community, especially in our little niche in our area, the phone rings, I answer it. I mean, the only time I don't is if I'm elbow deep in a black tank, in which case I'm not answering for anybody. I mean, <laughs> I don't no one. <laughs> and that goes both ways. Of course, we're always here for you. We're always here for the entire community. Send us a message. Give us a call. I'll pick up the phone. I'm always tinkering around here. That's what I do. So, you know, I have an extremely busy schedule that's not busy at all. It's just busy because I make it that way. <laughs> well, that's perfect, you guys. Thank you again for coming on the show. I'm really glad you did. I'm glad we talked a lot about your baits. And, uh, again, I know we'll be talking again soon. So thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks for the opportunity. Bye, everybody. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. We just got done talking with Nick and Ashley of the Salty Goat Bait Company. Custom baits, but I like to call bait company. I know I can't help it. I love the idea of it being the bait company. It's going to be a bait shop one day. I'm already going to call it. I'm just going to call it now. So... Yeah, if you want, like I told you on social media, Facebook, the Salty Goat 88, you can get all your information from them there. If you want to reach out to Nick or Ashley, you guys can reach them out on the social media and you can hear from them all the time. Anytime you need something, it's all good. They got you covered. I hope this episode helped you. If it helped you out, please don't forget to share it to somebody. These episodes, like I've told you before, every episode, these episodes are for you. Hopefully they're helping some one person out there catch fish. That is the ultimate goal. I don't care where you are. If you're over in Bangladesh or all the way in Washington State, I want you to catch fish, and I hope these episodes have helped you in some way, shape, or form catch. So you've been listening to Finding Demo Surf Fishing. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. I am out of here. (laughs) 